to the Truth to Power podcast. I am Curious G. Here on Truth to Power, we believe in artists helping artists to connect to the world around them, connecting the audiences, connecting the topics, and connecting to each other. On the show, we're going to frame social topics, political topics, everything from labor issues to education, mental health, all through the lens of art. Could be television, film, poetry, comedy, political commentary. Whatever we decide, we'll frame that topic that week. And then there's going to be a discussion on that topic by the people that's on the show each week. So I hope you dig this show. In this show, we're just going to kind of go into what we're kind of about. Um, And each week, one thing we're going to do is I'm personally going to be dropping a song by Curious G. All of those songs are going to connect to these topics. So I uh, hope you dig it. So before we get started, the the topic of this first... um, episode is actually going to be uh, kind of what the title of the, the show is, Truth to Power, right? But it, it's, it's not just truth. It's actually talking about, is the world ready for truth? Does the world really want it? You know, um, what, I, what I'm going to in, introduce into this episode particularly is a story about Socrates. And you know a little bit about Socrates. Um, you know, he's the guy that came up with the Socratic method, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you know uh, much about him as a person? Um, I mean, some basic stuff that I've heard, you know, through some books I do, but I wouldn't be able to say that I know some, you know, his life. I wouldn't be able to regurgitate anything back to you about it, you know, just basic stories, you know. That's about I it. think I think that's a lot of people, man. A lot of people have this idea of him, but they don't really understand. This is something that's that's interesting. Um, he was incredibly fucking ugly. <laughs> like a lot of people don't realize that. It's even written about in philosophy. There was somebody that actually challenged him to a beauty contest as a joke, and he actually came up with his method of argument. And, you know, he gave reasons like, yeah, my eyes bulge out of my head, but I can see better than maybe other people because I can, my eyes are so far out of my head, you know, and he had all these reasons. But here was the thing about Socrates. Okay. There, there was a, there was an oracle in, in the city, right? Mm-hmm. And a guy that have of note, like he was an important person. He goes to this oracle and he asks who the smartest person in the world was. And the oracle says it was Socrates. Right. So the word gets back around to Socrates and what Socrates says, that can't be fucking right. I'm not the smartest person in the world. I don't know shit. Right. So he went out to prove that there was other smart people or whatever the fuck he was there to prove. And this Mm -hmm. is where a Socratic method was used. This is where it was actually created. Yeah. So you get a picture. Not only was he ugly, he never washed his hair, never bathed. He was a stinky, smelly, nasty fucking dude, right? So you imagine just like a homeless person that that would come up to you today and pretend to be an idiot, right? But be a dude like Socrates that was as smart as he was, right? And this is what he was doing to people. He would be like, "Uh, could you help me to understand this or help me to, you know, and, and he would lure people into these conversations, and then he'd flip it all around and kind of go on the attack and make people feel like they were idiots, well, he pissed so many people off, right, 
that they wanted to fucking kill him. They put him on trial, right? And they find him guilty. Now, one of the things you got to understand about this is just before all this happened, like two years earlier, uh, there was 10 dudes, right, that took control of this whole area. And they were committing mass genocide. They were killing everybody, right? They killed so many motherfuckers that these motherfuckers rose up and killed those motherfuckers that were in power. And um, they all talked kind of fancy. And so did this fucking dude, Socrates. So they kind of were nervous about this motherfucker. But what he would do is he'd, like, like I said, he'd wander up to people on the streets and start asking them all these questions and lure you into a conversation and then make you feel like an idiot. But not just average people, but powerful people. And people were pissed. So they put him on trial. They find him guilty, right? And everybody knows the saying, or at least if people have studied philosophy, uh, where Socrates said that the unexamined life was not worth living. Have you heard that? Yes, I have. So it came from this trial. And after he was found guilty, he had a chance to speak for himself to see if he could actually save his life or if he would be put to death, right? And this came out in his argument. This is what he said. You know, um, a lot of people say that Socrates could have argued for his life because he's a master arguing person, debater, you know, orator. orator. Yeah. You, fuck, dude. I'm an idiot. <laughs> but he could have done that. Yeah. And he didn't. And this was his statement that the unexamined life is not worth living. Right. And he basically told all the people that were there in the courtroom Motherfuckers, you guys need to examine your life. You're living a worthless fucking life Mm -hmm. if you're not looking at things, right? So he actually, let's say uh, the people after that that said, let's kill this motherfucker. Let's put him to death. There was more people that asked for his death than originally found him guilty. So he lost people because he pissed more people off in this Mm -hmm. process. So you get a picture. Ugly, stinky, smelly, breath stank. That type of dude that's luring people into these conversations, right? They decide to put him to death. Now, here's the thing. Today, there's some truths that need to be talked about that our politicians aren't. Some stinky-ass, smelly, fucking nasty truths. Kind of like Socrates, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Is the unexamined life worth living or not? Should we examine this life? Should we try to have, let's say as an American some humility as far as where we stand today, some truth about where we are. And can we have those conversations? I believe, and and the idea of this show is that one way that we could have those conversations and present our concepts or ideas, but not be attacked is if we do it through art, right? So if you bring to me some idea of something through art, I'm not going to attack you, the individual. I might attack your argument, you know, but through our art is a a way of presenting things without judgment because we all come from our own perspective, right? So it's the only one you have. That's the only one you have. Absolutely. And me as an artist, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to speak my truth, but it's a biased truth. All truths are. All truths are, Right. But what, what I'm really kind of interested in is, is starting a conversation because I think that most people don't talk about a lot of things. Yeah, most people don't like to agitate other people. You know, you want to be liked. It's common. 
Mm-hmm. So that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a uh, professor that said something to me once. It was my first day of college. And um, he said something, you know, to the effect of, you know, God's not real. And it got the class into a frenzy, which was a, it was fun to watch because it was my first class in college. And I thought every college course was going to be exactly like this. And it wasn't. But he said something at the end of it, you know, I'm a deacon in my church. And if I can get one lesson I can get to you is just listen. You know, you don't have to believe everything somebody says, but just listen. If you can take one piece of that knowledge out of that 20 minute conversation, you know, it's a positive thing. You're better for it and use it to yourself. You know, it's just like you're talking about truths right now. Or we live in, we live in just a, a different time than I would say you and I grew up just because the, the ability to speak is now, you know, on our phone. And we're getting conversations skewed with digital conversations Mm. where, you know, aspects of a lot of people will say a lot of things behind a keyboard that they probably wouldn't say to somebody's face and they don't necessarily believe what they're saying. I don't, I'm not even sure if it's just because, you know, it still is interaction. So it's kind of a really confusing, confusing thing to me because there's not a lot of stuff that we read online. There's, it's just a lot of like you're talking about even truce or not truce or just, but it seems like confrontation is almost, I guess, normal now where conversations aren't having. So having a platform like this, you know, where, where truce can be out there. And again, own truth, like we talk about. Bias truth. Bias truth. hundred percent. And it's just nice. Um, you know, the art aspect is a hundred percent real. I don't, you know, I don't, you know, someone can present a painting and it's just the interpretation still of the individual. So, you know, the artist will have an idea of what he was trying to get to, but you know, a lot of, a lot of good artists, I would say would just, you know, like, well, it's your interpretation. What do you see in this? Whereas our words, sometimes it's a little more, a little more black and white than it is gray. Mm. And that's one of the beauties I think of art in itself is you're able to, you know, perceive it how you want to perceive it to whereas, you know, words are pretty direct you know, there's no, there is no, I don't think there's as much gray area. If you say something like, I hate Brussels sprouts. It's like, it's pretty straight up, yeah, you know, like yeah. I hate Brussels sprouts. Okay. Well, there's no arguing with that. But if there's a picture of a Brussels sprout with a knife in it, <laughs> I mean, you can interpret it any which way you want. So, you know, there was conspiracies about Brussels sprouts long ago. <laughs> no, but I am all for this. People believed that the devil Lived in Brussels sprouts. <laughs> well, the way they taste, I might believe it. No, so I, I am not <laughs> bullshitting you. This is, this is, this, I, I, dude, I did some research on crazy ass conspiracies that have existed in the past. Yes. Because I'm like, okay, we believe a lot of crazy shit today. And for some people, like the crazy shit that they believe is fucking real. You yeah. Know? Okay. But here's one of the crazy things that the devil lived in Brussels sprouts. And this is why to this day, people put an X on the bottom of the stem because nah. it's a cross. I swear to God, oh God. if you look it up in the <laughs> history, crazy. yeah, they I were, pro- they were protecting themselves against the devil that lived in Brussels sprouts. Hmm. Mm. Fucking weird. That's I've, I felt like I was versed on a good amount of conspiracies, good amount of ideas. And cr- like, not even, I, I guess it's not a conspiracy because it happened. But that's just, I didn't know about that. My favorite conspiracy, my favorite conspiracy. Well, I don't know if it's a conspiracy, but it was a fear that people had, right? Um, Did you know a long time ago, animals could go to court and be held on trial? 
Yes. Okay. Cats have been put to death more than any other creature. <laughs> do you know why? Does it have to do with like witches? It does have to do with witches. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there was the doctrine and discovery that came out of the Catholic Church, right? Where they pretty much made anybody that wasn't of their faith the enemy type thing. Yeah. And if you're interested in the doctrine and discovery, it's a fucking interesting thing in history. But this was one of the things that came out of it, right? Is they're putting to death fucking cats, right? And they would have a lawyer and a judge and all this and that, and they'd fucking find them as guilty and put them to fucking death. Do they wear handcuffs? Oh, dude. <laughs> that would be kind of... <laughs> Who knows? Lock that pussy up. Yeah, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. But here's the thing, is there's some repercussions, right, mm-hmm. of believing crazy fucking shit, right? Shortly after that, there was a barely noticeable plague. (laughs) All those fucking cats were being put to death. All of a sudden, there's more goddamn rats. And now... That's hilarious. This small, barely noticeable black plague. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's... It's just interesting the way that, you know, events lead up to particular things. And... Mm. I, I think that most people are inherently good, you know, for the most part. Politicians, aspects of everything that we're talking about like that, who knows what, you know, backroom deals are really getting done or anything like that. But I think for the most part, most people are, you know, generally good people and wanting to do the right thing. Not so much with the cats aspect, but I mean, I still think that they were trying to protect from what they believed, you know, and they thought it was the right thing to do. And then I can imagine them doing that. Be like, this is another source of the devil, you know, right afterwards, <laughs> the black place, something that they even created, which is just kind of ironic. You know, it seems like a lot of things like that happen. Um, not to pivot completely, but that's what, one thing I like about, um, well, not like about, but just find very interesting is about, you know, abortion. And I know that's just like a, a taboo subject that you should never even talk about. But, you know, there's so many repercussions from pro and negative that you don't see until like 30 years later. Hold on, let's dive into that. Okay. Why is that something we don't ever want to talk about? You know, I think that things are when one, it's uncomfortable because it's real. You know, we okay. like to, it seems to me like the things that we talk about the most are stuff that we don't want to, you know, you don't want to offend anybody, but yet people, individuals like to offend people. Mm. So it's just like, well, let's not talk about it, but I really think it's in your best interest. And, you know, but, I, but, I am a, I mean, I'm just pro-choice of everything. I, I believe that if you want to do whatever you want to do, do your thing. But, you know, I, I'm a, no one deserves anything. I'm a person that believes that you earn everything, good or bad. You know, it's just not common coincidence where a toxic person gets fired from work constantly. It's like, mm. well, my boss, my boss, my boss, all 15 bosses you've had, they were all, they were the bad guys every single time. Like, you know, sometimes you have to take a look at it. And in the mirror, just like look at yourself and realize that, you know, you could be the problem of particular things. And, you know, that's one aspect I like about Buddhism is that, you know, it's like you really have to, it's everything is within the self, you know? And I, then I like some things about Buddhism, some. Some, yeah. I mean, I think that's the one thing, even I know. Well, let's get, let's stick to this one because I, I, I do yeah, find it interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. about it. But the one thing that I find, um, I'm a big, I'm a big reader. So one of the things that I um, read when I was reading Freakonomics was about, Romania when they banned abortion and in Romania when they banned abortion 30 years later their crime was up almost triple I believe it is I may be wrong on that but I believe it was triple than what it was before that 
And a lot of it was because, you know, a lot of mothers that would have had abortions would end up having to raise these children that didn't necessarily even want them. And when you put, when you put people into those, you know, situations, it's just, um, you know, you have no choice. I mean, you have no choice. Or you're going to go to jail. I mean, I've heard things about, you know, we're thinking about death penalties or sending you to jail for having an abortion now. And I just think that's outrageous, you know, in my end, because you don't see what's going to happen 30 years down the line. That's why when things are happening, I'm like, it literally is doing it again. Like there's literally a book and I'm not, I mean, Freakonomics is literally has all the statistics. Like that's the one thing about that book is there's no, I mean, you know, there's that line, Jay-Z, you know, men and women lie, numbers don't. Well, I'm a finance guy. Accountants can definitely lie. It's, mm. it's, it's possible. They can, you can skew numbers to, you know, even though you went, you know, I'm four for five. Well, you're six, you know, you're actually four for six. If you really want to break it down, you know, in statistics, it's like, yeah, you're, you're adding it. So it's just kind of, a, it's just interesting about that. But, you know, the fact is that, you know, history is funny because a lot of times people talk about people from the past, you know, in the same thing with like being annoying, you know, Socrates saying the same thing. Well, sometimes the loudest voices right now of reason are the ones that are considered to be annoying, you know, and it's just, mm. it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times you want to be loud, but it's just the more, sometimes I just think the people that are, there's more controversial, you know, I mean, Kanye right now, like, yeah, he says some crazy shit. Like absolutely says some crazy shit, but there's some undertone shit that's real, you know, about particulars and crazy Alex Jones. I mean, he was right about Epstein 10 years before everyone, you know, before anyone really liked that or even believed in it. There's this island where they, they take all these people and this is what happens. And all of a sudden it's real, you know, I mean, he says something about Sandy Hook not being real. So then it's easy to just throw away, you know, everything he's ever said because of a couple of dumb things he said very much like Socrates. Mm -hmm. You know, it didn't, it didn't fit to the norm. So all of a sudden, because it wasn't what was considered normal, it's now considered taboo and we can't have taboo. Mm. So we got to get rid of them. And that's where I feel like a lot of people that get canceled now, you know, obviously there's some people that deserve to, but you know, there's other times where it's, it's like, let's listen though. If you're a canceler, um, you can stop right here. Cause <laughs> I'm probably the dude that you're going to cancel. <laughs> um, I am that dude. Completely. Well, put it this way. I'm that motherfucker. Mm. Okay. So here, here on this show, we believe in self-censorship, right? Censorship gets us to think the same. And, and for me, it's not words like motherfucker that gets censored. That's, that's a big deal. It's ideas and conversations. So mm -hmm. let's get back to the, to the abortion just for a minute. Right. Um, I, dude, I, I, I think, you know, the same kind of thing. I, that stand-up comedian, uh, fucking the blonde, what's her name? The uh, badass, funny one, fucking Amy Ills. No, 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 no. Ilsla Schlinger. I can't always fuck up her name. I wish I could tell people about her, but I can't say her goddamn <laughs> because name. Because I don't, I don't find Amy. But anyway, very funny, she but. just went off on a new uh, Netflix special where she's talking about you know woman's choice. This okay. and that. brilliantly said. She was speaking truth to power. I'm watching it last night. I'm like fuck. But, but here's the thing, uh, abortion and topics like that, they're divisive mm -hmm. topics. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And this is why I believe it's being talked about so much in our politics, because we would rather talk about things in our politics that divides people than the things that bring us together. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So they, what have they always said to us? Don't talk about religion. religion. Um Bring it. Well, no, wait, Come wait, wait. on, man. Wait, no, no. It's, what oh. it, it, it's the stuff you don't talk about at Christmas. Religion, <laughs> religion, politics, 
Um, and then money. Money. Yeah, yeah, Money. Yeah, yeah. Don't talk about that money. Don't talk about that money. So you know, you know who's talking about that thing? People with money. <laughs> what a coincidence. The people that are talking about it, right, don't want us fucking talking about it, which is why there's so much conversation around things that divide us. Mm. If you look at the topics like abortion and guns and all these things, yeah. right, these are things that are constantly being talked about that never really seem to change that much in our lifetimes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. really change a lot, but it just divides people. And as a nation, we are so divided. If you look at like when we vote now, it's like half of the people are I mean, voting Republican, half of the people are re- 48, 48 with the two, it's 48.1 to 48.3 with some. But that's only two thirds of the country that's voting. A third of the country isn't voting at all. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? But I guess I was more so going with like the pick of the pick. It's always so close where, you know, let's just say 49, 51. Yeah. You know, it's like, so it's like, it's so divided that, you know, it doesn't. It is exactly what you're saying. But here's the thing. When they do the debates, they don't invite all the candidates. Yeah. Why? Because you got two fucking choices. Mm-hmm. Right? These are your choices. Um, McDonald's or Burger King. Yeah. You apple, know, pick one. Apple oranges. Yeah. You know, <laughs> do you want the green apple splatters? Yeah. <laughs> or do you want the mud butt? You know, what, what, what do you want? Or you want to eat this or you want to eat this? Because mm-hmm. they're both shitty, right? But here's the thing. I think that, I think that it is intentionally created division. Yeah. Because if people came together, really, and, and, and did settle upon a truth and spoke that truth to power and things were going to change, right? I think it would upset the way things are. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're winning, you don't want things to change. Mm. You know, in this country, capitalism is winning. You know, that's the one thing is, like, and we don't, you know, we don't talk about money to where, you know, corporations are people that get loopholes of billions of dollars, but yet you're making Burger King money. You're still going to get taxed 15% on your money. You can barely even live. You know, this is how bad I am at doing a podcast. Tell me. <laughs> we've been doing this thing for, I don't know how long, 10 minutes, fucking 15, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's introduced anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we haven't given our names. Oh, We're just voices in the shadows, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. There's like, just metaphor to that. We're just part of so, y'all. So we, we should introduce ourselves, <laughs> but before we do that, people... We're trying to go for a natural conversation, and there is preparation that goes into this thing, but we're going for a natural conversation um, because we don't get too fucking deep. Yeah. We want to talk the language of the heart, hopefully. That's, that's, I mean, the, we say, I, one of my lines is, I'm a man of the people. <laughs> I want to be the man of the people. And this man of the people, you want me just to say my name? Well, no, I think, oh, I, I think yeah. this is the way we should go about this. Tell I me. think I should introduce you, and you should introduce me. Okay. All right. Because if you want to give your truth, you're going to do that on the microphone. But let, let's give the perspective that we have of each other. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that. Now, this is a well-dressed motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that is, in fact, his name. But most people call him Anthony. <laughs> Anthony Carlton. He is a rapper that I came across. And um, the first time I heard his stuff, I was impressed with the way that his voice came across the microphone and the way that he presented everything and I asked him to come to the studio and and work on a song with me and we worked on a song called motherfucker and that song motherfucker it's kind of like you know they tell you don't talk about religion don't talk about politics well unfortunately I'm that motherfucker right I want to talk about all this shit right and and I, I asked him if he would 
step on the mic with me. And I'll tell you, I saw exactly who he was the day he showed up. Um, uh, it, it was incredibly impressive to watch his level of professionalism, right? Um, the dude never asked for anything. Um, didn't want to get you know, paid or none of this stuff. He didn't ask none of that. He just, he came to help. He suited up, he showed up, you know, and he did the deal and he gave his whole heart to it. Right. Which is one reason why I'm so excited to do this because the idea of this show came to me when I watched my mother dying and 2020, right. Watching the world around us unfold. Mm -hmm. Right. And I said to myself, I said, you know, I am a poet. I am a writer and I need to use my voice to bring something into this world that is better than what we've been getting, right? Mm -hmm. And um, what I see, what I see of you, you're an intelligent dude in the world of finance. You've been to college, all this and that, but that doesn't really matter as much to me as um, the presence that you have, right? Um, I feel like you put your whole heart into things, <laughs> and. And, and this is the kind of project that needs somebody's heart because I want to connect to the hearts of other people. You know, um, me as an artist, I can digest a few things through my poetry and sometimes it's not always pretty or easy to look at, but I'll be that Socrates dude, that, that ugly truth, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I appreciate you showing up to have this conversation with me because I don't know if anybody's ever going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, who knows? There may be five people, 10 people, who That's knows? Right. Maybe it'll grow, right? Who knows? But, but, but this is the thing is if we can affect any kind of change and bring somebody pleasure in their life or actually get people to think about things a different way, like, yeah, Brussels sprouts. The yeah. devil lives in those motherfuckers. Yeah. So this is Anthony Carlton, um, uh, a solid person that is present, that is here giving of his time, his energy to make the world a better place. And that's what I see. Is well, that who you are? Try to be. Try to be that it's person. who you've been to me. Yeah. Well, I guess then, you know, then it's, then I'm presenting myself well then. Fucking A. That's all I got. Um... Yeah, well, I appreciate you, you know, letting me come on here and do that. I know uh, it's so funny because I laugh because I'm such a, I'm like an Allen Iverson, man. Like sometimes it was just like practice, practice. And then I get this in and it's like the microphone gets on and I'm like, all right, boys, game time. Let's go. No, dude, you, know? you were so fucking on fire the day you went in there and did motherfucker. I was like, oh shit. Oh yeah. This dot, this dude right here, he doesn't need a second take. Yeah, that's, that was, you know. I, I think I got really lucky when the first person I rapped with, he, he just was joking about one take Jake. Mm. That was his whole thing. And he just, he's like, bro, if, if you want to impress any producer, anybody, he goes, be ready. You know, I mean, I've, I've always been this person with, you know, sports and everything. So I put a lot of work in just because, you know, I'm not the most, you know, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. So I had to make up for other things. So I had to work on my feet, my skills, my everything. So it's the same thing. You know, I'm not the most talented rapper, but the one thing, you know, like they always say is you can't, you know, hard work. You can't, you can't teach that and you can't take that away from me if I'm going to do it, mm. you know? So sometimes I let, you know, sometimes I get a little complacent, but I mean, I'm a human being, so it happens. But when it's time to do things for reals, you know, I'm always, I'm always there, you know? And anyways, that's a little about me. But, um, so my first time, um, you know, the one thing that I've, uh, I've really got to know about you is your passion, your passion for, you know, 
anything you do. That's the one thing that I've really noticed as I've gotten to know you more. Um, you know, you're so excited to talk about, you know, the things that you're doing and passion is, it's few and far between people say they have passion, but don't really do anything about it. And, you know, we've got to know each other a little bit more and I've heard, you know, about your life and things that have happened. And, you know, it was, it was missing. What was, it's kind of what was missing from your life. I feel like, and now you're starting to do the things that make you feel complete, you know, and it's a beautiful thing to watch for me too, because you know how, I mean, how motivated I get after talking to you. Like mom, I mean, I know sometimes I'm looking like I don't care because I know that I've, I've actually had that happen before where people are like, Oh, you're not looking, you're not in this. I was like, no, no, you don't understand what's going on in my head. Mm. It's a, it's a, I, like my boss laughs because I go, when I look confused, it's probably the best thing for you. Cause then I know I'm like, I'm really working in overdrive. And I know sometimes that happens with us when we're talking where it looks like I'm not paying attention, but it's not that I'm not paying attention. I'm just really invested. So when it's game time, I'm like, yo, let's go. Mm. But this guy over here, like you said, he heard my stuff and, uh, got me back from rapping. So I think that in a sense, you know, you're very, you're very supporting and you're very pure hearted and you do have full intentions of caring and positivity. I don't think I've ever heard you say a negative thing about anyone. Oh, shit. You haven't had too many conversations. Well, no. with <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just because we like each other. Who knows? No, no, I, you know, I, I really, I really try not to be that dude. Um, <clears throat> You know, and that this is kind of the, the one of the things about this show is is I believe in connection. Yeah. Right. This is what I believe in. Um, I think we as Americans are stronger together than we are apart. Preach. Right. This is this is a union here in the United States. Right. I work in a union. Right. Okay. I, I, and all, and and union work. Right. If you have the ability to do the work, you have a right to the pay. Doesn't matter what color you are, what age you are. Da da da. da. If you could do the work. You get the pay. That's equality, right? And and there's some principles attached to that, right? And I like that. When mm-hmm. people come together, good things happen. Um, and in this country, um, this is a unified country. You know, we, we were unified. Are we today? I, I don't think that we are. I think we're divided. I, I almost think that you're going to start to see states want to separate from I mean, the fucking it's union. Already, it's already happened. Yeah. You know, the, Texas has been trying for a long time. Yeah. You know. Are we breaking? Are we broken? I mean, who knows? But you know, one thing that people don't know is your name is Sean Giles. Ooh, yeah, that is my name. <laughs> that is your name. Curious G. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what I'm going by, though. Curious G. That's all that's, right, though, man. That's my rap name. You Curious know what I mean? G. I got to have one. Yeah. You can't be Sean Giles as a rapper. Nah. Sean Giles isn't a rapper. Is that, is that really you're going to be your rap name? Oh, that, that oh, is, is my rap name. K Y R I O S, Curious with a K. G. Dude, I just learned that about you today. And it's Giles, G I, you know, G, yeah. Giles, Giles, right? Oh. So, that's curious nice play on, G. That's a nice play on words. Well, like you know, when I was picking the name, yeah. I looked up some some Greek language. Greek okay. is is one of my favorite languages. Not that I speak it. But their words have so much poetry to it. Yeah, it's very- right. Like I forget the word. I learned it in my 20s. It was the first thing I ever learned. It was a word for peace. And when you when you get the English translation, it translated into the eye of the hurricane. Okay. Right? And if you think about, if you've ever, have you ever been in a hurricane? 
No, I've okay. actually never been in a hurricane. I'm a Florida dude, so okay. I've been in yeah, hurricanes, been in right? Hurricane. At the center of a hurricane, the eye of the hurricane, it's complete peace and calm. Yes. There's no wind, there's no rain. It's just it's just fucking calm. Are tornadoes the same, right? Huh? Tornadoes the same? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've I, I just never maybe, been at the center of a hurricane, uh, of, of a tornado. Fair enough. I've, right. That would be amazing if you have been. Yeah. yeah. If I saw a tornado right now, I'd scream like a 10 year old girl because I'm a big giant pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I'd run away. But, but a hurricane, right? Think about this. Wind, rain, lightning, all this stuff all around. But in mm-hmm. the center of it, there's this peace. And that was the word for, for peace in the Greek language. And, this actually kind of could tie into this episode, right? Like people think about peace as everything's calm on the external side of things. Mm-mm. No fighting, no war. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about money. Don't talk about religion. Everything's okay, mm-hmm. right? But meanwhile, there's this fucking war going on inside of us. God damn it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the, the, the word that they have for peace says a lot to me that you can have the storm all around you. And somewhere in the middle of yourself, you're at peace. That's the kind of peace that I want. And that's why I like the Greek language. So I started looking for, I started looking for uh, a word, right, in, in the Greek language that would kind of capture me. Okay. And, and I found curious. Right? Mm. That's how it's pronounced. Um, it's actually, if, you know, like Master P, I'm Master G, Right. That's what, that's what the word is. is, nah, is nah, nah. You know, it's, but see, I don't think about like master, like I'm better than, no. like, I look at it like I'm trying to master the craft. And yeah. this is the name. It reminds me that this is work. Okay. Right. This is work. Yeah. And as long as I'm showing up with my heart open, right. And speaking my truth, that's the work. Mm. And how hard is that? I mean, on the surface level, it's easy, but it's difficult though, too, because you have to, I'm not sure if you're just asking me in general, but my interpretation. Yeah, this is a conversation. True that, (laughs) but true that. But, um, you know, it's one of those things to where, you know, like I said earlier about the, just making things uncomfortable in, you know, at what point do you stop speaking your truths? You know, and that's the one thing Socrates never did. You know, he, he didn't, he didn't censor for anyone. I think of him mm. sometimes like a battle rapper that would just belittle you to the T to where you don't want to fight him, mm. you know? And it kind of goes back to that completely all the time is where do you want to stand? Because, you know, we all, I don't, I, people like to be liked. I mean, you know, they like to be part of a group. They like to be part of a tribe, a community. And that's why, you know, civilization has lasted because I mean, people, always conform to be in some kind of group, whether it be positive or negative or any which way, you know, I mean, I, but, you know, one, one thing that's kind of just interesting about this whole, you know, we were talking about censorship and we're talking about just everything. And it's just, you know, I find it just really interesting now that a group of people in society, you know, quote unquote, you know, woke is somewhat, you know, self-censoring other people in society. You know, and I find that just so ironic that a place where freedom of speech is supposed to be prevalent since it's the First Amendment of the basis of a country that now books are being banned. It's Fahrenheit 451, man. Mm. Words are being banned. People are being banned. They don't tell the, they don't tell the real history of the United States. Control. 
It's control. That's what I was getting at. It's control, brother. Exactly, exactly. So if you, you know, it's the, the, so many, so many cliches, you know, the reason they're cliches is because there's real truth to them. Mm. You know, it sounds stupid, but you're like, no, 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 no. Sheeps are real. Have you not seen sheeps that, you know, you've seen this before, but I'm, you know, to all our one listener out there right now, which (laughs) will get bigger, but the sheep aspect of, you know, there can be a gate massive area that they could walk around, but yet every sheep is trying to get through that gate, Mm. you know? And it's just really ironic that, you know, it's the same way of, you know, I don't, I don't want to go around it because then, you know, I'm going to be an outsider and it's been programmed into us that it's better to be part of a team, you know, and it is, it is, but there's also negatives to that too. You know, like you have to conform to a team. You have to be part of a team. You have to do this. You know, you you have to be a Democrat. You have to be a Republican, you know. And I like when people say you wasted your vote for writing somebody in. It's like, no, I didn't waste my vote because it's my vote as an American to pick the person that I think that can best represent this country. You know, I'm just saying this again because it's today. You know, election day. Dude, I want to pick somebody different. I want to pick somebody who's not on the list. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you ever heard that you ever heard some a saying or anyone say like anyone who wants to be president probably shouldn't be president? <laughs> yeah. You really shouldn't be. Because why why? No one wants to be president. You know, and I mean, you wanna age five thousand years in four years? You you really wanna dictate how people live their lives? Like you shouldn't, you should really want to be a community organizer Mm. and try to help, you know, utilitarianism is a real thing, man. Let's do a simple thing and help the masses, but that's not government. It'd be really easy to solve a lot of problems. We don't need another warhead. We need another school. You know, charter schools work. There's a reason why people in DC want their kids to go to a charter school, you know, and I'm not saying everywhere, but I mean the same the same education that you're getting in Beverly Hills is not the same education that you're getting in the South side of Chicago, Mm. you know, and this is supposed to be E pluribus unum. This is supposed to be a country where we're equals. This is supposed to be a Republic democratic Republic. It's like, yeah, you pick and choose. That's why it's a democratic Republic. We're not a true democracy. You know where the left and the right side came from in politics? Um, I don't actually. No. (laughs) So this was, there was revolutions and shit going on over in Europe. I think it was the French Revolution, following the French Revolution. They they were trying to figure out the plan moving forward. And they said, all right, all you motherfuckers that believe this, you stand over here. Is that- <laughs> and all you motherfuckers oh that believe this, you stand over here. That is hilarious. Yeah. So... <laughs> so we, we think of a liberal yeah. and, and we think of conservative. Now, here's, here's the thing. At the heart of things, and it, this this has been lost, I think this is a truth that's been lost. But initially the the liberals, they wanted to change stuff right now, right? They wanted to just change dramatic changes. Bah, let's get it done, right? Let's go from here to there right now today. And then we'll, we'll fix the bugs as we move along. Okay. Right now the conservatives, they wanted to stick to traditional ways of doing things and then slowly move in another direction over time, but they didn't want to disrupt stuff right away. And it was just a, a perspective of let's change everything right now and then work out the bugs or let's slowly adjust things, but rely on the traditions of the way things have been. 
Mm. Right. And they said, all right, you motherfuckers that want to be traditional, conservative, you get over here on this side and you motherfuckers over here on the left. And that was as simple as that. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is. It is. (laughs) You know, and really, when you think about it like that, it's like, wow. Um, I thought, (laughs) I thought Republican was like, you're going to be a Christian masturbating into your gun, you know what I mean? And dropping your Bible type stuff, you know what I mean? And, you know, just, I mean, like I've, I've, I've brought myself to both sides of arguments on Democrat, Republican. Like I see stuff that all of them say, but one thing I I think is that I think a lot of it is just so divisive these days, you know, and, and part of what I want to accomplish from this podcast. I want to grow as a human being. Absolutely. Right. So for me, humility, um, I like the dictionary version that I found, right. An honest reflection of oneself. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want some, some truth to speak to my heart. Right. Um, I have the right to be wrong. I'm going to have some opinions up here. That's going to be wrong, but you with your opinions, all of a sudden you get me to see things from a different light. Yeah. Right. So in, in a way, and this is going to sound fucking stupid, I think. In a way, this is a little bit like a meditation. I don't think that's stupid at all. I think it's 100% what it is. Okay. So so the reason why I say that is because I think one of the things that through meditation that I try to accomplish is getting out of saying me, myself, I, that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to be a subject in the world. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because once I'm a subject, I'm coming from a perspective. Right. So, so one of the objects is to be objective, right. To be objective, right. Mm -hmm. And, and to take self out of things. Right. So on this show, like that's really part of what I want to do is I don't want to just have my own ideas and my own belief systems. I want to challenge my belief systems. Absolutely. Right. Which means I have the right to be wrong, which means I might say some shit today and six months later I might go, ah, that was fucking stupid. I mean, I already did it from the first part of this. I said something and this is one thing about being a human is you're a hypocrite. You can't help it. You have so many emotions, thoughts and everything where guess what, man? Some things are going to fucking cross sometimes. That's it. That's it. And you know, and it's like, well, my bad. <laughs> you know, oops, my bad. I just uh, got a little passionate there. You know, I got a little passionate there. And then, but like you're saying, admitting the truth, admitting the false, admitting what it is, it's just, it's part of human nature, right? Mm. You know, it's, and that's, that's okay. You know, I think that's, um, didn't mean to cut you off. You were starting no, to No, you're good, to, dude. But, uh, you know, one thing, one thing that I've, I've, I've had this conversation before and I've said this to people and they don't like it. I'm like, yeah, you're a hypocrite. What about you? No, no, so am I though. And you just can't help it. Mm. You know, you just can't help it. There's, you can't, there's, you, it, there's just so much stuff going on, you know, that you're going to eventually quote unquote cross paths, you know, it's just going to happen, you know, I mean, and you're saying something could happen in your life that automatically you don't think that way anymore instantly, you know, good, bad, anything, you know, some people may hate the, you know, political system, but all of a sudden it benefits you and you're like, well, it's not that bad. Well, we we do have to start wrapping this up, but we did bring up something that you brought up the control thing just a little while ago. And I wanted to bring it back because this is really one of the core beliefs that I started this podcast with is self-censorship, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I start to reach out into the world and want to censor you, I'm trying to control the way you speak, Mm -hmm. the way you think. Mm -hmm. That's the bigger thing is the way you think. 
right? Mm-hmm. Censorship gets us to think the same. And <clears throat> I, I feel like self-censorship for me is good because there's some things that I'm just not going to put out into the world, right? Um, and not to say that... Not to say that it's dangerous or da 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 da, but there's just some things that that I really don't want to talk about, yeah. right? Because what the fuck is the point, right? Or uh, I don't even. I don't, there's some things out there that people are concerned about, or it's part of their their lives that really shut the fuck up, Barney. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that shit. Yeah, but I you love know. you, and you love me. Right? Yeah. So, but. But to be able to, to to talk about the things that we're doing, right, and to have some self okay, here's a here's an example of self censorship. Right, right. I'm trying, I'm fucking reaching at, at shit right now. It's all right. All right, let's say you bring up an idea like the abortion thing. I I kind of I agree with you, right? But let's say I didn't. Mm-hmm. Let's say I felt adamantly about that. Self censorship. I'm not going to attack you for your belief. Absolutely. Right. Nah. Yeah. Right. So here here's the that's that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um. You've got to have the freedom to be able to speak your mind, mm-hmm. right? And you're not this dude, but let's say that you were pro-pedophilia. Yeah. Right, let's say you're a priest. Okay, you're pro-pedophilia. <laughs> well, I'm, okay, I'm not going to call out Father McFester, but... But I mean, you know. Yeah, he has big knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say you're, you're, you're a, a very passionate about being a pedophile, should that be okay for like the censorship thing? Like, should that be allowed in? Let's be honest. If if you're up here talking about pedophilia, how many people are going to be listening to our podcast? Well, no, I mean, and not only that, you're, I mean, let's just say, you know, I'm Golden. This is all hypothetical, people. This is all hypothetical. Um, you know, there's, there's detriment, there's, you can't have detrimental speak that right. is actually just going to purposely, you know, purposely try to tear down someone, something, some idea. And like, that's what I think is hate speech. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not a fan of hate speech. You know, I'm a fan of someone expressing themselves in a positive, not even positive, in a personal manner that doesn't, you know, negate the truth. Like A responsible kind of, manner. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was trying to get at. That's ex- That's what it is, a responsible manner. Because that's one thing I think as humans, and we talked about, you know, even the social media and stuff like that. It's just like, that's not very responsible. Mm. Some of the stuff, like if I have, we'll, we'll talk about this later, not even on this show, but I just, there's a couple ideas that I have for some fantastic pod, or some fantastic little web seminars and everything like that, or just web episodes. But you, you know, if you are purposely trying to, you know, tear down, denigrate, however you want to say it, then you are, you are not helping at all. And I think one thing as a human is, you know, you've never, you never look good trying to make someone look bad. You know, you mm. always have that perspective. It's like, I've never heard a really successful person ever tear somebody down, you know? And it's the same idea. It's like, if I want my soul to be successful, have that inner peace, like we talk about, you know, then what's the point of, you know, letting someone speak so where it hurts people. You know, and like, even the pedophilia thing is a thing like, well, I'm going to report you to the authorities, my brother. <laughs> you know? Like, I, hey, I appreciate your opinion, but the cops are at the door and. Uh, and they'll usually show up and take you away unless yeah. you are a priest. Yes. Which they'll just move you to a, another location and it's all good. You know, 
But uh, do you know why do priests always pick on these kids? What, what, what do you think it is? Well, I mean, back in the day, you weren't supposed to like after you became a priest, you weren't supposed to have any sex. Sex, but which is crazy. Which, I mean, yeah, in itself. But I, I think it's because they're vulnerable. They look up to you. Well, that's better than the reason I thought. I thought kids were just really good at keeping secrets. I think that's part of it. <laughs> I mean, that, that's part of it, though, too. You know, it could be. No, it, I'm just being a sick fuck. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, hey. Truth? No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I think, I think honestly, that's one of the things, too, is, you know, for a while, they were rock stars. First people who could read the Bible. If you couldn't speak Latin, you couldn't really read it. So then yeah. they just went progression and you, you kind of have that. I mean, I mean, just look what they wear. Look what they dress in. Mm. It's like, it's all about me. And I have the hand of God on my side. I'm untouchable. It's, we're getting kind of religious on this thing. And that ain't the thing that nah, we're really well, trying to do. But, you know, to, to kind of capture this podcast. Okay. So this, this episode is different than all the other episodes. Absolutely. This episode, we're just kind of getting to know each other you know, sticking a thumb in there somewhere and getting comfortable, right? Mm. (laughs) But normally what we're going to do is at the beginning of the episode, we're going to present some form of art that'll set the stage for a topic. And in that section, that section is going to be called For the Table. So we'll have next week, we'll have a little bit of art for the table. And then there's going to be a discussion around the table with whoever happens to sit in front of a microphone. And then at the end of the show, we're going to drop a song, right, each week. My goal is to drop a song a week. And the only thing that I want people to uh, realize that is when I'm doing this, right, part of it is that I want to keep the consistency and let the audience know that you can rely on me to put out something every week, right? Mm-hmm. I'm working. Yes, you are. I'm working. Yes, you are. Right? And part of that work is an exploration of self, seeing the world around me. And I'm going to go back to that word responsible. When I was watching the world unfold around me, taking care of my mom, she's in hospice, she's dying, and I'm looking at the world and I'm thinking, I got to do something. This is what I felt was a responsibility, right? But let's take that word and look at it a little bit different. Able to respond. Able to respond. When I was watching this world and I thought to myself, God damn it, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I need to do something. I'm a good writer. I feel. I believe in myself, right? And I said, I can use my words in some kind of way to bring people together because the division that's happening is tearing us apart. And I feel like America's going down a bad road, right? And it's almost like I can see it coming, right? Um, Nietzsche predicted the murder of tens of millions of people before World War II happened. And, and he said it was because we are coming out of the age of enlightenment, where everybody's enlightened, mm-hmm. right? And the funny thing about enlightenment, when you get all this enlightenment and you're wiser as a person, you start to look into the world and you start to see where everybody's wrong. Ironic, huh? And then here comes the control. Right. So, so he predicted the, the, the genocide of tens of millions of people before it happened because of this age of enlightenment thing. And here we are with the cancel, cancel culture. Blah, blah, blah. I better be able to say it right here. We are with the cancel culture. Right. Um, 
And I think it's the same type of thing, same type of control. So with, with this show, <laughs> we are the kind of people that you would cancel because we're going to speak some yeah. things yeah. and then and, and speak honestly to the best of our ability. And tomorrow we might be going, oh, you know what? We were wrong about that shit. Oh, absolutely. My bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm growing as a human being. I'm evolving. Man. I'm not this politician that's a snapshot of all these ideas that are mass approved, right? Yeah. That, yeah. that I'll never change from. Oh, 20 years ago, you didn't say that 20 years ago. Well, fuck. Yeah. I've yeah, grown I'm in the last. Different, I'm a different person. <laughs> like, yeah. If I'm the same person I was 20 years ago, I wasted 20 years. That's it. And I'm not trying to waste like that. That's sad. So I'm going to make a commitment right now. I'm going to commit myself to this project to try to grow as a human being, to understand myself and the world a little bit better. Right. And to be as honest as I can through it. And I hope that people will connect to that. Um, because I think that we have to start talking. I think that's a true statement, you know, and since you did it and since I'm a sheep, I'll say my commitment is obviously that's a play on words. Um, <laughs> so, um, no, the one thing that I will do as well is, you know, I will speak what I feel from my heart. Um, popular or unpopular, the one thing that you're going to get from me is, you know, honesty and realness about how I truly feel. I'm not going to say something to make you feel good. I'm not going to say something to make you feel bad. I'm just going to say what I believe. But I know that I'm going to do it in a way that won't, like we talked about. It's not just going to be straight hating on things, except Brussels sprouts. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I love me some Brussels sprouts now. <laughs> oh, you, uh, oh, you love the devil? Oh, I love me some Brussels sprouts. Uh, mm. <laughs> Dude, you, if the devil was living in anything, I do not think it would be Brussels sprouts. You know, like they, there are some, there are some worse things. There, there, there are worse there, there things. Are worse things. <laughs> there are, I mean, some people would say a tomato. I like tomatoes, but oh. some people would definitely say a tomato. Oh, you know, I'm not a tomato fan. That yeah, texture, I thought that's, so. That's devil texture. Yeah, yeah. you, 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 you got dog. problem with some foods. Yeah, that, oh, I do. I'm like, well, I got a palate like a 12 year old. So, you know, let's mm. go get some Totino's pizza and I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my palate is pretty extreme. I'll, I'll accept a little bit of everything, but yeah, you do anyway. Kind of like knowledge. Here, here's where I think the devil lives. <laughs> I don't even know where you're going to go with this. Nobody ever does. Good. I'm a fool. Um, <laughs> sometimes I think the devil lives in our hearts. Mm. Sometimes. The word devil means liar. Mm-hmm. That's why I like, I love language, right? Like oh, yeah, yeah. Satan means adversary. Adversary, Yeah. But devil means liar, hmm. you know? We have this thing inside of our brain called the corpus callosum that joins the two sides of our brain. And it's part of its job is to bullshit us. Bullshit us, yeah. Bullshit yeah. us, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's its job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say alcohol lowers inhibitions, right? The inhibitions are being created by this, this, this thing that joins the two halves of our brain, right? And this is what they discovered, at one point in history was that the two sides of our brain actually have separate streams of consciousness, right? And they don't always agree. They don't always agree, right? So the thing that helps us to make sense of the world or map of reality is that corpus callosum that brings balance to those two sides. So we've got this built-in bullshitter inside of our brain that we all have to navigate. I'm trying to navigate mine. 
you're trying to navigate yours and maybe you guys can navigate it this with us and maybe grow also. So, but I think we've um, exhausted our time. Yeah. Well then that's at least good. We were, weren't even sure if the half hour is going to be, we, oh, we didn't know. Oh, we, we blown, what are we like an hour blown 53 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good thing though. Yeah. I, I suppose. I think it's a good thing. I suppose we'll have to cut out the boring bits. Yeah, good luck. We'll keep no, that just... part about the Brussels sprouts, though, because that's some good shit. All right. Maybe I should try some more of the devil's lettuce. Nah, I'm just messing with you. Playing on words again. Well, listen, um, I think we're going to get going. Um, I've got a studio appointment this Sunday, by the way. Excellent. And uh, I'm feeling pretty good about that. I'm thinking I might try to do my new Hawks song. Let's go, Gino. I, I think I want to do my new Hawks song. I'm, I'm watching the game last week, and I wrote that motherfucker. And I'm, I'm, well, we're building the music tomorrow, but I'm ready to perform it today, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. But me and Rob are getting the music going tomorrow. Um, so, anyways, this is it. This is the show. Truth to power. No censorship other than self-censorship. Um... I don't know if there's anything else to say. We're going to drop a song a week. Uh, Maybe you won't like all the goddamn songs, but maybe the topics will get you to think. And maybe a few of you will like them. So that's the hope. Absolutely. Much love, y'all. Appreciate everything. Appreciate you being here on our journey. And uh, like, you know, Sean said, hopefully you can grow with us. He is Anthony Carlton. That's Sean Giles. I'm Curious G. play director for a second you know what i mean like in the in these things like you're kind of talking about here you're kind Mm -hmm. of going from the perspective of a producer and the way you've seen me you know yeah so the first thing i'd like you to talk about is how we kind of got started working together okay oh you want me to want me to go yeah dude this is this is your shit (laughs) um well you and me, we met a couple of years back on a previous project. Um, and then you had moved and um, we kind of lost touch for a little bit. And then you, I remember you, you came back from Canada. You hit me up one day randomly. Uh, I think it was on Facebook and you were like, Hey man, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in working with you. Uh, I have a bunch of stuff written. I just need a producer. And I think you're the one cause you and me have made music before in the past. A couple years ago, we, uh, we did uh, loops and trees in my uh, bedroom back when the studio was in the in the closet. <laughs> Humble beginnings. Yeah, it was in um, the closet. It was, yes. And you came over. I, I think I made a drum beat and chopped up a sample, and you played some really, really, really good freaking guitar riffs uh, in a very humble setting, and it was it was dope. So when you hit me up, uh, I think I didn't get back to you for. I don't know. It was a couple days, just because I don't really check my Facebook messages like that. I don't. Um, I'm not the biggest social media person. And then I think you messaged me again and you're, and you reached out and I was like, Oh, right on, right on. Here's my number. And then you gave me a buzz. And, uh, the first song we did was it, it was it banks, Sean. 
I think that's the first thing that like we Official put together. Beat, like I made was it Banks? I want to say. I think Framed was the first thing that we had done, but that was mm-hmm. Framed was music that you already had that just seemed to align to what I right, had, right. had done, and then we that recently just, redid the music for that. Right, that was just stuff I had in um, in the archives, and of course, ever with all the ones that I had previously made, we went back and remade them, but. I want to say Banks was the first one. You had sent me a uh, uh, a YouTube like playlist of like twenties. Was it like jazz fusion or smoky jazz stuff? It was. Like, it was a a bit of music that was written following the Great Depression of nineteen twenty nine. So this song was yes. written in nineteen thirty, and it was connected to the whole uh, stock market crash. That was the Blue Devils and all that shit that they were talking about in that song. So I thought it would be a very appropriate song to use for the uh, the content of Banks. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, and yeah, that was uh, kind of like the the way we kind of started the new chapter, right, Sean? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, You're making Banks. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've made oh man it has to be what 30 what would the number be how many records since that so that when we go into the studio on i think the 13th when i go into the studio mm-hmm. that'll mm-hmm. be the last three songs of the third album so that'll be 30 songs and let's be real about a year a little over a year we've done 30 records which is <laughs> phenomenal output and it's all been high quality content too get it like that way back when got it like black snatch your blood from skin we got it like that the brakes won't bend we got it like black when snack talks back that point right in point right in point right in point right in when snack talks back that point right in point right in point right in when snack talks back that point right in point right in point right in But that was one of them. Uh, you kind of let me freelance, if you remember, Sean. And I kind of came up with some spook. You just sent me the lyrics or whatever, and you spit it for me a cappella, I think, over the phone. And I kind of like, kind of got spooky kind of vibes. Like, tra- take it like Drax music is almost like Halloween like to, to, in my in, oh, it in is. My mind. And that's what it's supposed <laughs> like, to be. I mean, it's, it's yeah. dra- take yeah. it like Dracula, <laughs> snatching blood it from is. skin, dude. That's exactly what it is. It, the synth line is just super, super freaking like uh, memorable when you hear that. And also, that one, if I'm not mistaken, you recorded at Jeff's originally. Yes. I, I did. I did. I recorded over at Jeff's, and that was probably one of the best recordings that I did there. Um, that. You and know, we we kept the original recording on the final master, right? That was the we you never redid that one at Undercast, did you? No, I never redid that one. I never redid Framed. Framed is also at Jeff's house and uh Relax. Uh I think originally Relax was at Jeff's. I I, I think so. Don't remember if we actually recorded that one at Undercast or not. I think the first 3 songs are all Recorded at Jeff's. I know for a fact, Take It Like Drac and Relax and Framed were recorded there. And Take It Like Drac, I remember um, when I was doing the mastering process on this project, um, that was one of them that you were like adamant about, hey, we're going to keep that one as is. I'm not going to go re-record this or anything. I like how it turned out. And you were like, 
I don't know if I can nail like the way I hit that again. And the hook on it is like, I don't know it, it, the out first, the headspace album starts off with a bang and that hook is so memorable. And then the, the crunchy textures we added to your vocals with, along with the, the synthesizer and the 808, it just, I don't know. It's a really cool record. I, I was proud of that one. Well, I don't know if you, if you kind of get why I put that first, um, so that is mm-hmm. all about divisive politics, right? Yeah. And and really, this is kind of the way I see conversations that are, uh, you know, the things that I want to talk about. Most of the people that talk about this stuff are coming from a, a perspective that divides, you know, in, mm-hmm. in our politics today, especially, you know. But um, I think it's kind of bullshit. I think exactly what Tupac was saying in that introduction is exactly the way that people feel. You know, like they're pounding on the door. They're hungry and they need. We are hungry. Please let us in. We are hungry. Please let us in. Yeah, dude. That that Tupac interview like that, that right there was one of the things that song is about. I mean, if you look at the way that song starts, it's kind of like that thing where you put your two cents in, but you only get a penny for your thoughts. Right. Right. Like that's that's kind of what I'm saying is, Hey, is the cash in? Yeah. The cash is in. All right, bro. Let's go ahead and begin. That's why that's the first song. (laughs) Cause everybody wants to get paid. And how many fucking songs have we made? We've made 30. We haven't been paid for shit. We haven't even tried to get paid. (laughs) What, what is, what is Dracula representing on that record to you? So, so Dracula is, um, a saying back when I was young, they'd say, you get it like Drac, right? And they kind of saw it like you were like Dracula, like that fucking Mm. creature that we see in the films, right? In the movies. When somebody got it like Drac, they just took it, you know? And that's kind Mm. of what Tupac is talking about, is when hunger gets bad and scarcity gets bad and people's needs get bad, you know? People Mm. are going to take. Dope. They're going to take it like Drac. Snatching blood from skin. <laughs> that's, yeah, I can hear the hook in my head right now. Like, that's that's just, a quick snatch, ain't it? Mm, very quick. Very quick. Yeah, but, you know, in that song, you know, like <laughs> the, the way it starts off and it talks about how, you know, you got your cash in. Well, it also kind of talks about how, you know, I got I got go through so much goddamn money and time and energy just to clear my conscience. And say right. a little something on the mic, you know. So I'm hoping that this shit pays off at some point. Otherwise, my ass is going to go broke doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what What originally inspired you to write that record? Uh, the divisiveness in our politics. If If you realize I was coming out of watching the world through the TV screen, like what Relax is talking about. Um, yes. I was watching January of 2020 when I was taking care of my mom. You know, I'm sitting there watching the world through the the television. I'm not going out places because I don't want to infect my mother. She's in hospice. She's passing away, you know. So, of course, you know, and she ended up lasting 14 goddamn months. But I watched the world <laughs> unfold through television. And what all I saw was divisiveness, just divisiveness. And I think sometimes it's intentional. <clears throat> So that's kind of what that is. So in that song, I'm calling out people that have a responsibility to speak some truth to the masses, some truth to power, right? Politicians are some of those people. They have a microphone. Entertainers like myself, why not have some 
some talk on some of the topics that people need to hear about these days. You know, um, I don't think entertaining should just be just that. I think at some point you can entertain, but you should enlighten, you know? That's excellent. Um, yeah, 2020 was a really, really, really rough year for a lot of people. Um, at least we, um, at least we got some really good music from it and, and, and some inspiration, kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Well, that's what pushed me into all of this, dude. I came out to this state coming from Florida with my hair on fire, ready to get busy. Well, that's the show. We all made it. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope that we said something that connected to you. Next week, we're going to be taking on the topic of divisive politics. This week, I'm dropping a song, Take It Like Drac. That's basically the topic of that song. So you'll have a week to listen to it, think about it, and then uh, we'll dig into it next week. All right, y'all. This is Take It Like Drac. Cash in, cash is in. Okay, bro, go ahead, begin. Paid by the rhyme, so I toss my two cents in. Two cents in. Ain't never free if they hit like money spent. Check pockets getting thin. Ain't broke, pretty bad. Lost half my cash full, conscious cleared. Battle back against hate and fear. My two cents in, pulled one cent in. It's 50 cent in the wind. Cash it talk never mends. When I was asked how broke, I'd meet them ends. As the beat rides out She gotta pick what I was putting down Division is the only game Pitted against them to cross my grain Gravity pulls each back to pain I came out swinging, nothing changed There's war on ports, dressed in chains Bound to anger like work to stains Stir us up, then abstain When fires rage, they walk unscathed They pop off talking points, guys drawing lines Okay all y'all, pick a side I got the right to choose, right you're on the right Wait on the left, just turn and fight To get confused, get your colors right That way we know we's in the right Wait, that's four rights, one left Shit, my back here again Spun around to that point you shed Remind me quick as a target red Like racism built to divide Are we all red, black, blue and white 
Asians, Jack? Hey, that's fine. Pick a number. Get in line. Does China flu get their own fight? Then when us news decides who's right. Decides who's right. Decides who's right. Crack that jaw on your chinny chin chin. Back up, little pig, when big bad blows in. Crack that jaw on your chinny chin chin. Smack.